Bookcase and Coffee presents Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Buzzing About Romance podcast. And on this episode, we are doing a quick shot of romance. And I am joined by Carolina, and we are reviewing The Second Time Around by Jessica Prince. And this is book seven of her Hope Valley series. And if you want to find Carolina on Instagram, you can find her as Curl Up With Books. Welcome back to the podcast, Carolina. Hey, Leah. Thanks for having me. So can you read the synopsis from Goodreads? Absolutely. Tessa Day had clung to the notion of a once-in-a-lifetime love for as long as she could remember. Then one chance encounter led her to the man of her dreams. After a whirlwind romance that could only be described as something out of a fairy tale, she gave her heart to her other half, only to have him throw it back like it meant nothing. Bryce Dixon was known as the carefree, funny guy with the heart of gold, but it was all facade. For more than 10 years, he'd been holding on to guilt that was slowly eating him alive. He blamed himself for things in his past, and as punishments for his sins, he walked away from the only woman he ever loved. But when Tessa shows up in Hope Valley, Bryce begins to think that maybe he's been given a second chance. However, when danger comes calling, he soon discovers he's in for the fight of his life. Not only does he have to protect the woman who holds his heart, but he also has to convince her that he can get things right a second time around. Okay, so this was released um, March 9th of 2020. The tropes are second chance, small town, military hero, a little bit of damaged hero, a little bit of damaged heroine, and kind of a slow burn. There's a lot of intensity, but they there's not a lot of true action till later in the book. And I would add a little bit of suspense. Yeah. Smidgen. 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 Um, and it's a seam level about three. Cause like I said, it's slow, but once they, once they, uh, make contact, <laughs> they reconnect. <laughs> yeah. Once they make contact, I like that. Make contact. <laughs> it is, it is very good. So let's talk about Tessa a little bit. So Tessa was her parents passed away when she was 10. So she spent the last eight years of her childhood in foster care and she was bounced around. So her life was all about temporary. Everything was temporary. Um, and then she meets Bryce. They connect in a way that she never expected. And they go through this whirlwind of chaos and romance basically. And she thinks that everything is going to be different this time around but well, the other I think the other part about Tessa is that her parents and she'll say this she got to witness a beautiful <laughs> marriage and love and so that's something that she wanted herself so, you mm-hmm. know she got to witness a beautiful relationship um but then when she went into foster care um because they passed away in an accident mm-hmm. you know things she realized what a blessing that was but then realized how fleeting that could be because she didn't have that anymore Mm -hmm. so there was a lot of stuff that she learned she she had to learn how to become reliant on herself and when she meets Bryce this is the first time she's doing something for herself as a new like young adult um and I think 
she kind of gets caught up in the whirlwind of that. Mm -hmm. A little bit. And also, I think it's the fact that because she even talks about in the book where she's she's afraid to put herself out there like she was afraid to do it before she met him because she didn't want to to get into a situation where she let her walls down and let somebody in and then something was going to happen because she like you said she saw like that once in a lifetime opportunity of love that her parents had and she truly wanted that but she was so afraid to give into the possibility of it too because what would happen if she gave in and they left her and right I mean that kind of happened you were yeah exactly I mean losing her parents very unexpectedly and then going into foster care and her experience in foster care was just constantly being moved around there Mm -hmm. was nothing she talked about what she would do to try to make herself valuable so that she would stay and that wasn't even something that um that always worked Mm -hmm. yeah and there was a, a moment with one of the girls at the the house like the hope house that she works with where she talks about her experience like moving from foster care because the girls like she she doesn't understand how she's feeling and and tessa tells her like straight out like this is what it is this is what happens and this is how it feels and i think that that was a really big defining moment in the way their relationship changed because tessa didn't shy away from being open about her experiences good and bad like she was very open about the fact that she had loving parents and she was very open about the fact that she lost both of them at the same time and this is the result of what happened. And I am the type of person I am now because of this. Exactly. And, and I think to just kind of help, um, she's moving to Hope Valley to become the director at Hope House, which um, helps, is housing for foster kids mm-hmm. um, so that they don't, they, can, they have a safe place to stay and live until essentially they age out of the system. Mm-hmm. Um, so she becomes a great candidate because she can relate to what they're going through and can speak to them. One, well, like, she's such very an advocate experience. for, she's such a big advocate for them and like their experiences and mm-hmm. making sure that they feel wanted and they feel needed and they feel they are capable of like understanding that there are people that care for them. Exactly. Okay. So let's talk about Bryce. So I personally have a little bit of a love hate relationship (laughs) with Bryce. Like you meet him in the other books and he's a flirt and they kind of allude to the way he acts, but there's no like concrete, like evidence to any of it, which I I like, but I don't like at the same time, but (laughs) I personally, like, I can understand his motivations behind leaving Tessa, but at the same time, like, if that was the case, why didn't he send divorce papers or like, be like this, like, this is it. But he even like says, like, he admits in there that he is a selfish prick, basically. I think, I don't know if prick was the word he used, but (laughs) he was a selfish prick because even though he didn't want like didn't want to drag her down with him like he would not like no other man would have her in that way like she could go and have kids but he would she would not be able to marry somebody else and 
And I don't think this is a huge spoiler alert because it happens pretty earlier early in the book. I think mm-hmm. that we need to say is when you meet him in the rest of the series, you meet him as a single guy, right? The fun, flirty, mm-hmm. um, go lucky single guy. Um, and then early in the book, you, t- you know, Tessa comes and they have another encounter and it's revealed that they're actually married mm-hmm. <laughs> because of their woman romance from 10 years ago one of the things they did was get married. So yeah, Um, I also had like, I loved his character. Um, I would agree that you get, um, you kind of get where he's coming from as they reveal why he Mm -hmm. completely walked away. Um, But I also thought it was very interesting that you know, it's been 10 years and he walked away completely and broke her heart and broke his heart because he was trying to protect everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, But then all of a sudden she comes back and he was, it was just like, no, I want you. I was, I was kind of thinking there would have been a little bit more hesitation on his part to jump back into that. I think I, my, I personally, I, feel the same way in some ways, but I think at the same time, it was like out of sight, out of mind. Like, yes, he thought about her constantly. Yes. He like knows how much he cares for her and loves her, but she's not physically in front of him. Like she's not there for him to, to look at, to see, to, there's no physical, like being like she, she's a thought, but at the same time, like she's not real to him. Like she's this memory that he keeps alive because he's she is his wife but it's just in his head like yes they have that piece of paper and yes he could find her and yes like he could have made things better but he did he didn't feel like he needed to and the fact that like she showed up out of the blue and like is in front of him granted she's yelling at him and telling him that (laughs) like she wants nothing to do with him but he's like this is my chance to make it right because the universe has spoken that like the universe brought her back to me. Like nobody else did that. You know, you talk about the scene where she's yelling at him and it was, I, there's a couple things that I loved about that moment because it showed her strength. Like she wasn't going to just allow him to bulldoze her Mm -hmm. and because it was, you know, his fault. He walked away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and, you know, it really kind of put him in his place. Um, and it was in front of everybody at the office. Yeah. So, which they were all sh- um, kind of shocked as well. So it, it had a lot of great qualities to it. It did. And one, but one thing that I really enjoyed about the way that Jessica Prince did this is that sometimes you read a second chance romance where the guy shows up and like, the girl's like, I forgive you like right away, or maybe it's not right away, but it's, it's a quick turnaround. But Tessa, like she really stuck to her guns. Like mm-hmm. she, they ran into each other multiple times. And every single time she's like, you left, you broke me. Like mm-hmm. she was very open with like the way that he treated her and what it did to her and how it, it affected her. And I I just loved how open and honest she was, but I love the fact that she wasn't like, you're sorry. Like you love me. Okay. Like she made him prove it. 
and actions. And mm-hmm. he did. He so, stepped up. So many so, actions. And it was all up. the li- so many little things too. There were like there weren't big grand gestures, like nothing big. Right. Just little tiny moments, like but tons of little tiny moments. Tons of them. And, and I he I also liked that it was written that he was thinking about how I haven't seen her in a week. How do I get in front of her? Mm-hmm. How do I get more time with her? And if that meant helping at Hope House or working on projects for the kids or spending time with the kids, like he put that effort in because he knew that it was part of her life. If I have to go shopping and hold all of this, like these bolts of fabric, just because she asked me right. to, like, I will do that. Like I might be miserable, but I will do that because she is physically in front of me. Cause that right. was the thing too. Like they see each other and then she goes out of her way to avoid him. Like she makes a point like that she she is not in a situation where he is there. And at the one point in the book, like they're at this barn and Rory, who's a character from the previous book is like, I'm sorry. Like it <laughs> just he volunteered, <laughs> but, but I love the fact that like yeah. these women like pulled her into their circle and were like, were pissed at Bryce over <laughs> what happened. And like, Yes, like they listened to him. Yes, they understood it, but they were still pissed at him because he was a, a douche nugget. Like, there was a great moment um, with all the the female characters from the series at the diner mm-hmm. that they kind of commiserated about, <laughs> commiserated, kvetched about their alpha men. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, we love them, we hate them, but we love them too. And they have to have their moments. Of- well, <laughs> yes, but it seems like, the diner is like this place where they have those moments. Cause even the first time that Tessa met all of these women, like at the diner, like they all basically went round Robin, like, this is my situation. This is my situation. This is my situation. And it's like, none of them had these perfect lives, perfect right. moments. And cause she was very self-conscious. She's like, how am I going to fit in with this group of people? Like, how is this going to work? And, but they were all very like matter of fact, like, but they, they had no qualms. Like if she didn't want to be with him, they didn't care. Like she was yeah. still part of their group. And I think that was great for her to have that connection and that mm-hmm. community um, t- to help her feel included. Mm-hmm. Um, I also loved that Bryce's family knew about her Yeah, and they wrapped her in like, included her in their family immediately well and they even told him how much of an idiot he was like like his dad like basically every time they talked about her was like you made a mistake like I don't think he said that exactly but he basically said like you made a mistake by staying away like you made a mistake by choosing the direction that you went and I think at one time he says fix it like he tells him fix it (laughs) And his mom was just freaking adorable. I loved she was it. just so cute. Like, and I love like, tiny I loved little their, woman. <laughs> I loved their family with the kids at um, Hope's house too. Mm-hmm. Um, it really, it's this great community. And I think that's something that I love about the series is that there is such an incredible community mm-hmm. um, and it continues to be woven in. I mean, even, this is book seven. Yes. And sometimes there's like the first generation of characters and the second generation. Mm-hmm. Um, but the series is not like that. They're, it's all interconnected. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but the nice thing about this series though is yes, it's interconnected and yes, you get little bits and pieces of the, the past couples, but you can come in at book seven and be okay. Yes. You, you don't have to like, yes, you want to read those because why wouldn't you? That's just crazy town if you don't, but, but you can come in at book seven and be like, this is a great book. I'm going to go back to book one and read up to book seven and then bypass and go to book 10, nine and 10, eight, nine I, and 10. I would 100% agree. These, this series can be read as standalones. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, Jessica Prince does a good job of giving you just enough information so you understand all the connections and who, the relations and mm-hmm. how that works, but not so much that, that you're confused. And, yeah. and there's also a really good balance of sometimes authors tell you everybody from the community um, mm-hmm. and she gives you just the right amount of people. She doesn't introduce you to everybody. Um, just enough people so you get the sense of how it works mm-hmm. um, and how this group works, but not so much that you're overwhelmed. Right. Well, and it, but it's such a small, close community. And they talk about that in like all the books because like Hunter drops the, like drops the bomb and then the entire town knows. So every time like Tessa runs into somebody, <laughs> it's the gossip chain. So Tessa runs into people and they're like, oh, that's your husband. Like, I know these things. She's like, who are you? Like, I don't know who you are, but apparently you know me. Well, and this is one of those small towns that I am so sad that it's fictional because I want to go to the diner and I want to go a on a date to the groves the one restaurant like the uber fancy restaurant and then i want to hang out at the tap room too yeah exactly and the place for coffee and donut uh, muffins that makes me hungry every time they talk about it every (laughs) single time because i'm like oh i love good coffee and like if they have even better like pastries on top of it can you tell i'm food motivated (laughs) i don't i don't blame you especially when they talk about it okay so did you like this book? Um, I did enjoy this book. I think it is a great compliment to the series. Um, I would say, I mean, because it's book seven, they're probably not my favorite couple in the whole series, mm-hmm. but I thoroughly enjoyed them. I do like this book. It Again, it's not my favorite in this series, but I don't feel like there's a bad book in this series. Um, and this was a reread for me and it makes me want to go back and read ones through six. Cause after I read this one, I did read eight and nine <laughs> and I'm going to start 10 soon. <laughs> well, you're having me catch up on the series. Cause this mm-hmm. was the next one that I hadn't read. Well, it was your pick. So you're catching yourself up. <laughs> So who would typically like this book? Um, I would say um, fans of small town, second chance romance. Again, a little bit of suspense because at the end, mm-hmm. it's not um, the couple's actions that pull them apart. There's a third source. Um, yes. And, you know, he works for a um, security company. Mm-hmm. So, of course, there's got to be a little suspense, right? I mean, I'm not um, disappointed in that. Because we yeah. all know that's my favorite subgenre. <laughs> Your subgenre, <laughs> and um, and that has a strong friend group throughout the series. Mm-hmm. It's funny because 
those for my exact things, <laughs> but they do. It's such a, it is like, it's such a strong small town series and like the friend group, like, yes, it keeps expanding with each, with each like book, but the, those core women from the first couple books are a big factor in this. And I just love how they are inclusive and loving and protective and they will, they will throw down like they're these are ride or die type of friends that you want like on your side so exactly I remember in the beginning of the series <laughs> to digress mm-hmm. a little um how they each woman would try to help set up the other woman and get them to be with like their guy especially like Rory in Rory's book they're like no mm. you need to they, you need to get we need to fix cord and all the men every time we're like nope leave it alone leave it go. nope leave it go. let it go nope let it go <laughs> that's they don't how let strong it go. <laughs> they don't it's great and it's like they're like shut up we know what we're doing <laughs> <laughs> that's something though too like these the entire series like these are strong women like they are mm-hmm. not they might be wallflowers in the sense that they're shy or not like introverted s- Yes, I would say more. There's some of them who are more introverted than others. Some of mm-hmm. them are more extroverted. Um, but they all balance each other they out. Balance like, each other out. But in their own right, like when when bad things happen or things happen, like they they stand up for themselves. Like they yep. they have no qualms about and laying the, down. And the women rally together. They do. So, and the men do too. And I think that's. Yeah speaks to something because like the women have their group and the men have their group but when they come together like it's cohesive like as a total too which is nice yep so last question would you recommend this book i would i would recommend the whole series mm-hmm. um yeah i don't remember how many books are in the series total There's, but there is 10 because i just downloaded book 10 on my kindle tonight because <laughs> i finished book nine and it was very good it's actually enemies to lovers, which is surprising. Well, it's kind of like it's, it isn't, but it is. So it's like the perfect one for me. But the one thing I like about this too, is Jessica Prince, like she sets up her spinoff series mm-hmm. from this too, because they work seamlessly. Like she introduces new people, but then she, she goes this way and this way. And it's well, and I think when she released, um, I think the spinoff series is the redemption. No, well, there's two. Ooh. There's the redemption series, but then the whist or the whiskey dolls or no bombshell series for the for the um the the strip club that used to be a strip club. Or maybe I I'm, haven't read that. I one. might I might be a book ahead. Sorry. Yeah, I haven't. Well, she she released some of those in between these books. Mm-hmm. So but it all flows well together. Yes. But well, thank you so much for joining us on this quick shot of romance, Carolina. Thanks for having me. It's always fun talking books. (laughs) It is. Happy reading, everybody. Find us on Instagram at buzzingaboutromance or on Twitter at buzzingromance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes. 